0: This is a Village Soundcast Network original production.
1: Get your setting right, Lindsay. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> right. High five. High five? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Immense. <laughs>
0: this is the Food Podcast, a Village Soundcast Network production where personal stories are shared through the lens of food.
1: We don't know what the recipes are because the recipes were created on the spot. (laughs) So we just thought, let's just create this book and let's see where it leads us. I'm Lindsay Cameron Wilson.
0: I was sitting on the floor in our little storage room the other day, sorting through a pile of papers, school binders, books and filing boxes. My folder with our Australian itinerary was in this pile. We're back from our trip now, and the question always after a memorable trip like that is, should I just throw out the foundations of all the memories? Do I really need all these papers? I put it in the maybe pile and kept going, but then my spirits lifted when I came across an old file folder, one I had when living in England simply labeled sandwiches. Inside the folder was what looked like a kid's project. A color photocopied booklet with a big oozing sandwich on the cover. I had found it, the original cookbook proposal that Pippa and I put together back in, uh, 2003. Yes, 2003, when we had to borrow a proper camera, food-style a sandwich in her South Kensington apartment, develop the film, then have them color-copied at a print shop. I think we made 20 copies. Yes, 20, because we were going to send this shot to 20 different publishers. It would be the cover of our cookbook proposal, simply called Sandwiches. If you've been listening in for a while, you probably already know that Pippa and I met at Books for Cooks, a cookbook store in London, She, a food stylist and nutritionist from New Zealand. Me, a Canadian who had studied journalism and the culinary arts. Both on the edge of starting our careers, and what better place to softly launch than a cookbook store, where every spine that we dusted and straightened at the start of each day provided inspiration for the both of us. There are 10,000 cookbooks in that shop organized by country and theme. Every day, tourists and locals would come in, browse, have a coffee in the cafe in the back. Then someone would inevitably say, where's a section on sandwiches? Sorry, we'd say, we don't even have a sandwich section. We don't even have a sandwich book. I can't remember if it was Pippa who declared one day that we should write a book together, a sandwich book. Maybe it was me, I don't know. But the creative energy started and we couldn't stop. Together we would fill this curiously ignored gap in the cookbook market. So we became experts on sandwiches. We studied the world of fillings, breads, tea parties, and panini presses. We went to a sandwich convention. We visited a sandwich factory where we had to wear hairnets. We made a proposal and sent one to each and every publishing house we spotted on the spine of the cookbooks in the shop. All 20 of them. We would fill this gap together. Why together? Because it's more fun. Of course, creativity can happen when you're alone, but together, it's like a playdate, the best kind, where creative energy lifts you up and propels you forward. And you have something tangible to show for it at the end of the day. No one liked our sandwich idea. But one publisher, New Holland, they liked us. We were a random combo with creative enthusiasm bursting from the seams. Would we write a juice book instead? Sure. Why not? Today on the Food Podcast, we talk with Louisa Brimble, Australian food and lifestyle photographer and the most enthusiastic supporter of collaborations the world has ever known. She shares the story behind her longtime collaboration with Sarah Glover, a cook whose kitchen is the great outdoors. Together with a knife, a skillet, a surfboard, and Louisa's camera, they created the cookbook Wild, and it is wild as is Louise's enthusiasm for all things creative. It's all about how giving value, having play dates and rolling with life is the secret behind all creative collaborations. Today on the food podcast. It all started with a bunch of surfer girls. It's 4 a.m. and Louisa Brimble is on Bondi Beach in Sydney. She and a team of friends and a bunch of surfer girls are creating a film for a Kickstarter campaign. The sun is rising, the surf is up, conditions are perfect. After the surf, one of the women, Sarah Glover, lays her longboard across the sand and sets up breakfast for everyone. It was all just too cool for Louisa. It was this too cool moment that led to a long collaboration between Luisa and Sarah. Luisa, a food and lifestyle photographer originally from the Philippines, and Sarah, a Tasmanian surfer girl and caterer who prefers to cook in the great outdoors. Why not come together to create fabulous images that would serve the both of them? In the coming months and years, Luisa captured Sarah on the job, delivering breakfast bickies to cafes throughout Bondi, She captured Sarah surfing, Sarah cooking on an open fire, generally just Sarah being fabulous. And of course, local publications caught on. They too wanted a piece of this fabulousness. But just a second, breakfast bickies? I think that's a breakfast sandwich on a biscuit. Just my guess. Anyway, around this time, Louisa was organizing a kinfolk retreat. You know, those gorgeous food and lifestyle getaways hosted all over the world where aesthetics reign. And she needed a cook. So naturally, Sarah came to mind. Louisa thought, If you cook for it, I will take photos for you forever. I'm yours forever. Uh, She took the offer. Many photo shoots followed. Sarah moved to New York for a bit and closed down her Bondi Bickies business. But when she came back, they continued to play together, shooting, creating content for and with each other. But they always knew they wanted to do a book together.
1: We didn't know what the book was gonna be. We just rolled. Yes,
0: they rolled. What they produced was shot over two years at 17 different locations along Australia's East Coast. They did it without a proposal, without a publisher, Because how could they have a proposal when Sarah cooked on the fly, buying whatever was fresh and available at each location?
1: We don't know what the recipes are because the recipes were created on the spot. (laughs) We basically have nothing. To have a book, to have a publisher, you need to like already propose what you have in mind for the book. So you have to have the chapter written. You have to have the recipes written. And that's just not how she rolls. So we just thought, let's just create this book and let's see where it leads us. So it turned out like when we nearly finished the book, we thought, let's just go Kickstarter and see how we go. And in the end, we just basically went for it. Okay, let's talk
0: about trust. It's essential when moving forward into the unknown with another. In this case, it was a trust that was built that morning on Bondi Beach when Sarah rocked up to the beach, ready to be filmed by a stranger, ready to surf, ready to serve food to everyone involved, and serve the food on the back of her longboard. Trust and a giving spirit. And then there's the question of money. The whole project was self-funded the whole time.
1: The whole time. So if I have a job, you know, get paid for the job and Sarah would get paid for her, whatever job that she's doing, we would go, okay, we got money. Let's travel somewhere, you know? And really all we got to do is either drive there or fly there because people are just so generous in kind of like lending us their, you know, Land Rover, for example, or giving us a place to sleep. You know, Um, really that's all, that's the cost. We just got to, cover, and it's not much. I think from this, like we probably each would have just spent $5,000 each. Not much, I guess.
0: Thinking back to Books for Cooks, I'd say of the 10,000 titles in the shop, almost all of them would have been photographed in a studio or in a kitchen, using props and perfect lighting to recreate a sense of feeling, a sense of place. How do you do that when the great outdoors is your place? How do you recreate that? But they knew from the start that
1: this book would be different. It would be
0: wild, uncontained.
1: We were deciding whether we should shoot some of the food um, in the studio or not. But we thought, no, and the point of difference that we're going to be doing is actually going to locations and shooting the food and cooking it right there and not shoot at the studio. And we decided that's what we're going to do. Because we feel that there's a lot more natural kind of look. you know, And it's not in a studio where... You know, you style everything with plates and napkins and that sort of stuff. And on this here, you have a lot more natural look. So, and we said, we really want that.
0: I should tell you that Louisa and I are sitting in the Airbnb I was renting while in Sydney this past spring for the My Open Kitchen gathering. I sent Louisa an email before I left Canada. Hey, it's Lindsay from Canada. Can't wait to meet you at the event. Any chance we can carpool from Sydney to the Blue Mountains? Girl, she said with exclamation points and fire. I will drive you. Send your itinerary. Can't wait to meet you. What's not to love about Louisa? Anyway, back to the Airbnb. It's autumn in Australia, and the air outside is crisp in a temperate, un-Canadian way. We are eating crisp apples and cake from the legendary Sydney Bakery, Flower & Stone. But I had read in an interview that Louisa says she loves playdates. She doesn't just want to sit around when she gets together with friends. She wants to do something. She wants to give value. She wants to play. So we started our playdate with a little manual photography workshop. It was her idea, I swear. She tells me to grab my camera and outside we go. We're going to learn about setting the ISO, learning about metering. I practice by taking Louise's picture, and we pull
1: my mother into the frame. So from out here, like, that is lots of light here. Straight away, put it on 100 ISO. OK. okay. Now you come here towards around here. You're now looking at between 400 to 600 ISO. Get your setting right, Lindsay. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I think it's really good, actually. See? Uh, See? See? Yeah, that's nice. I love that picture! That's you? nice. That's oh, nice. it's there. <laughs> like ah, <nice>. yes. <laughs> there you go. Did you get the concept? That how I teach somebody so, manual in under 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we move the playdate inside and take a look at the finished cookbook. It's been five years since the idea for this project began percolating. Sarah Glover's on the cover, standing in a field, the vast Australian sky above her. It's a big, thick, hardcover book. The word wild is spread across the sky. Louisa runs her hands over the pages of the book as she shares the backstories of the images and recipes. She comes to a page called Fresher Than Fresh Scallops. There is a little grill plate set over a fire right on the sand. Scallops and their shell are on the grill, coral and all. Sarah's crouched down, tending to them, wearing a wool hat and overalls. Her hair is long. It's too cool, as Louisa would say. They're in Tasmania, originally there just to shoot and see how it rolls. But it was here, on this beach, where they realized this place, this was their studio. They didn't have to shoot in a studio at all,
1: ever. And then I thought, why would we do that when we already have all these natural things around us? So that was kind of like the this is the moment in this particular chapter we realize what we have here.
0: To just shoot the whole book outside, in situ. It's almost like Sarah and Louisa are on one big play date. Brene Brown says that the definition of play is time spent without purpose. Yes, there's a rough purpose when two creatives get together to shoot a book, but these two, they're really just seeing where the day takes them, and they're open to whatever unfolds.
1: This particular scene, what happened was Sarah's brother is friends with this guy who's got a boat. This is in Tasmania. They go scalloping, and then um, I went with them and took some shots of them diving, and they basically got a lot of scallops on the way up, so we just basically went to the beach and just set up cooking. It's like we're going through a family
0: album, Sarah's family album. But it's become Luisa's family too, with little stories attached to every ingredient, every location. A few pages after the scallops, there's a picture of greens straight on the grill. The greens are called puntarelle, and they look like long, skinny kale. In the finished image, they're wilted and gently charred, covered in a sprinkling of aged cheddar and a sesame dressing. And speaking of this dressing... This
1: is an insane dressing. If you make this sesame dressing and you just cut up an iceberg lettuce and put that, it will be like heaven. (laughs) Like People would ask you, what the heck is in this? I love that. That's probably one of my favorite recipes.
0: I bought the book last year as part of their Kickstarter campaign. I had followed Louisa and Sarah on Instagram before the campaign. I was already swimming in their ocean, as they say. As you know, I can spot a good collab anywhere, and these two, they had it all. Full enthusiasm for each other and the work they were doing, independently and together. And let's just take Louisa's Instagram captions, for example. Who else writes "boom pow" with a fist pump and a flame emoji in the comments of someone else's work that she loves? Her voice is audible and infectious, and it goes right through the screen of my phone.
1: Get your setting right, Lindsay. I know. (laughs) (laughs) High five. Five. (laughs) 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 Look at that.
0: (laughs) My mother traveled with me to Australia. After meeting Louisa, she said, Didn't you mention her on a podcast you were on? Misty's podcast? Yes, Mom, I did. Last year, I was interviewed by Misty and Randy Bradley, hosts of the podcast We Are the Revelers. At the end of the episode, they asked me to shout out to someone out there in the world who inspired me. Louisa, I'm sorry, I just said Sarah, but really I meant both of you. I would like to shout out to Sarah Glover. She is a Australian chef and caterer, adventurer, surfer, and her Instagram feed is just incredible. And she has just collaborated with uh, lifestyle and food photographer Louisa Brimble. And you know, it's one of my goals in life is to to go to Australia and do some sort of workshop with these two, but They've just put together a cookbook called Wild, and they're, they're doing a Kickstarter. And hopefully by the time this airs, they will have reached their goal. But oh, my gosh, Sarah Glover, she just she really just cooks outside and she loves fire. And she serves like Misty, really like we <laughs> she's such a dream girl and so tough and feminine at the same time and, and joyful. And she just through her images, she's celebrating life in a really unique way. Well, boom, pow, shut the front door. They reached their goal and then some. And I guess I reached a goal, too. I didn't exactly do a workshop with Louisa, but I did attend a panel discussion on building your brand on social media with Louisa at the My Open Kitchen gathering and hung on her every word. Stuff like, don't worry about your likes on Instagram. Go out and just make stuff. People will follow you when you're producing great content. And now we're eating cake together. Looking at her cookbook and Australia through their lens in all its expansive glory. Sarah on a dirt bike in a field. Sarah in a ball gown, standing on top of a VW van, surrounded by a sea of flowers. Sarah in a hat, floor-length skirt and vintage sweater, wading through a river, olive branches slung over her shoulder. Sarah is all about drama, Louisa tells me through laughter, and it is so photogenic
1: she turns the page to more drama. This one was really cool, Smashing Pumpkin, I think. Oh, this is the first time we actually did it. She just threw the whole pumpkin on the fire and let's see what happens. I think this was like overnight. It was just like turned into like really soft inside and it's still hot and like she smashed that living hell out of that pumpkin. And then just put all these drizzle things, tahini and walnuts and ah, it was delicious. It was super delicious. And it's, again, drama. <laughs> Look at that.
0: Louisa travels with her camera gear and Sarah takes her knives, cast iron pans, maybe a grill, and that's about it. As Louisa told me, there's no plan, no shoot list. It's all so
1: wild. Every time we're just in the car and discussing what we're going to be cooking that day, and she was just like, OK, I got it okay, this is what we're going to do, and she'll just discuss them. Like, we were just going like this the whole time. It's like, what? How do you just come up with that?
0: Louisa's collaborated with a lot of people. She's photographed many cookbooks and taught other creatives at many workshops. She's travelled the world to shoot content with friends, and she collaborates with people, she would say, who she wants to give value to. But with Sarah, it's different. I asked her about this relationship as we were driving west of Sydney into the Blue Mountains.
1: Because, you know, I've been collaborating with a lot of people, I have not seen the passion and the fire into somebody in making things happen that quickly. When I say, let's do this, let's make things happen, she will make it happen. Right. You know, like, a passion, and like every time we go to places and she would create things, it's like, gosh, i never see anyone do things like that you you kind of like hang on to it as much as you can. And it's hard, like even now, like she moved to Tasmania. She bought a house and moved to Tassie and we're still doing things together. You know, every time she's in Sydney, you know, I mean, we still talk because we, uh, it's all like, you know, we still need to sell wild cookbook. You know, you could really feel the presence, the absence of that passion. I open myself to people, like meet people, like go out and shoot with them and things like that. But like. The passion, like, it's never, ever going to have that, you know, same thing. Like, I guess, like, you know, you always kind of go back and compare it to what Sarah as a person is like when you're shooting. It's like she's just like, you know, really, really creative on the fly.
0: But Luisa's advice to me was just to keep collaborating, giving value back to people. Something she learned from podcaster and business person Gary Vanderchuck, a potty mouth guy with clearly a good heart and a mind for business. She says he teaches her to be Always giving
1: values. You know, you
0: always give, 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 and then you ask. Which is exactly what Louisa does. She gives, and she gives. I haven't seen a whole lot of asking, but her being, her enthusiasm, it energizes you to step up and just go for it. Working with others will always add a different perspective. It doesn't always work, but it's worth a try. Just park your ego at the door and be open.
1: Not everybody will have the magic straight away. So you're really going to have to put yourself out and be open to the fact that this might not ever work.
0: I don't know if I could have written those cookbooks with anyone other than Pippa. She is so fun and organized and creative, and we just get into a groove and flow. We supported each other, and most of all, I wanted to do the best job for her. And guess what? Louisa and Sarah's self-published cookbook, Wild, has just been picked up by an
1: American publisher. High five. <laughs> High five. <laughs> and it's so funny that I remember that on her very first meeting with Sarah about what she wants for the book, She is always thinking about creating an Australian book that's got an appeal overseas. And being in Australia, we kind of like to take it for granted sometimes that we're here and we have, you know, it's beautiful nature and all that. But like Americans love seeing the Australian lifestyle of the beaches and all that. And she was able to accomplish that. And there you go, without even thinking that the first publisher would be in America.
0: During the four hour drive in Louisa's car from Sydney to the Blue Mountains, and that afternoon chatting in the kitchen, Louisa talked about the importance of knowing your end game. She says she always asks that question because she truly wants to help you get there.
1: I did remember asking somebody at four o'clock in the morning, okay. Okay, she came in the door, what's your end game? <laughs> Louisa, It's talk four o'clock in the morning!
0: <laughs> Louise has been a photographer for 10 years now. She's married and is a mother of two girls. She was raised in the Philippines by her aunties while her mother worked abroad. She moved to Australia as a teenager. She has done so much, produced so much, and she keeps learning and sharing. So, Louisa, what is your end game?
1: I emailed this all to Sarah. I said, Sarah, at the end of the day, this is all I want. I want to be the breadwinner of the family. Chris could have a break, you know, and look after the girls. Um, and I want to have a nice property in Tasmania. And, you know, to be able to travel once a year with the whole family, doesn't matter where it is. That's it, simple. That's all I want. That's all I want. Giving value with someone is just my way of getting to my end game. <laughs> That's it. Amen.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the playdate, date, Louisa Brimble. You can find Louisa on Instagram at Louisa Brimble or at louisabrimble.com. Ask for Wild Adventure Cookbook at your favorite bookstore. It will be published in September in the United States by Prestel. But before that, Louisa has given us a self-published copy to give away. So if you could give us a five-star review with your best boom pow and flame emojis, then email us your address at thefoodpodcast at gmail.com. We'll choose our favorite and send you this gorgeous book. You can find all the show notes and backstories on the episode at lindsaycameronwilson.ca slash thefoodpodcast, or reach me on Instagram at lindsaycameronwilson or at thefoodpodcast. And as always, thanks to Jen Grant for our theme song. Thanks for listening. I'm Lindsay Cameron Wilson.